Meet the everyday executive, helping you thrive in any position, from intern to boardroom. This week on The Everyday Executive, we're going to take a different look at business. I'm pleased to welcome my friend Jenny Lee Freeman. Jenny is a Nashville-based country music artist, and what she's going to share with us is her journey from Baltimore-based marketing professional to a woman and female artist who is taking Music City USA by storm. A lot of the things that were required for her success in the music industry our entrepreneurs can take away and apply to their own lives, their own business plans, And for those of you who are professionals, you can take those same lessons and tactics that relate to authenticity, commitment, and determination and apply them to your job to go out there and help be a little bit better tomorrow. You think you're clever with your good manner, yes ma'am. Jenny Lee Freeman, straight out of Nashville, Tennessee. Super excited to have you here this week. Um, I know everyone is pretty excited to listen to somebody that's not my typical business guest. We're definitely excited to have you here. If you would, we typically like to start by just having our guests introduce themselves, who you are and what you stand for in just a few words. Sure. Uh, Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on here. Uh, My name is Jenny Lee, and like you said, I'm a a country artist here in Nashville um, by way of Baltimore. And uh, for me, I'm just trying to push the boundaries as a female singer-songwriter and a performer in uh, what's kind of a tough industry. Nashville is definitely no, sh- there's, there's no shortage of, of talent. I mean, you can go to any bar in that city and see a great artist on any given yeah. night, which why I think it, it's, it's so cool that you've got to go to that town and do some unique things, which we'll get to there in a minute. As you mentioned, sure. you, you didn't start off in Nashville just straight out of high school or college like so many. You actually had a really solid job here in Baltimore before you made the shift. So do you want to kind of talk us about where you got your start, where you came from, and then how you found yourself in Nashville? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up in Frederick, Maryland, and I spent most of my life in Maryland. Um, I went to college at Elon University in North Carolina, and that was kind of a really cool experience for me. It was a liberal arts school, So I found myself doing um, a lot of different things. Um, I sang in an acapella group called Twisted Measure. It's their co-ed acapella group. Um, They've gone on to do really great things and uh, were just recently recognized in People Magazine, which is pretty cool. Um, And I played rugby and I was also in a sorority. So I got a really good, well-rounded college experience. Um, I've always been sort of a hobbyist. Um, growing up playing sports of all different kinds. And I was involved in theater arts and um, was always singing in school, whether it was in plays or, you know, doing vocal lessons and things like that, chorus classes. Um, So when I went to college, I sort of went on that track and and got involved in a lot of different things. I changed my major a couple of times. um, But the thing that really stuck for me when I left school was that I needed music to be in my life. And I had people that I was singing with on a daily basis and performing with all the time. And then that was just kind of gone. Um, so I bought a guitar and I started to explore writing my own music. 
Um, but meanwhile, I needed a job. So um, I started interviewing. Um, I took a, a quick job in Ellicott City and then um, met a lot of great people just by living in the Baltimore area, one of which ended up giving me um, the opportunity to interview at Under Armour. So I interviewed at Under Armour. I got the job in marketing as an assistant, and I was an assistant to the senior vice president of marketing um, for, it ended up being for a couple years. And then as jobs were opening up in the field and we were expanding, I ended up working on the women's marketing team, which for me was really cool because it was close to home. Obviously um, I got to sort of be in the more creative space and um, hire models and do fitness photo shoots and outfitting and that kind of thing. Um, I got to travel to New York and to Los Angeles. And what I didn't realize while I was involved in this job is that there was a lot of creativity and um, lessons that I could sort of tie into my own personal uh, musical pursuit. And while I was at Under Armour, um, I was basically burning the candle at both ends doing my, my day job. And then um, on nights and weekends, I was performing uh, all around Maryland, Baltimore, Virginia, D.C. area, um, pretty much wherever I could find and doing songwriter rounds and and, uh, and then doing little bar gigs here and there. And that started to sort of grow over the years as I got my feet wet in the industry. And um, Baltimore didn't have a huge musical uh, community, but the, the community that it did have was really great. Um, so I got to meet a lot of, of people and grow as a musician, um, which allowed me to then expand into having a full band. And, and then once I had that, I would get opportunities when the, you know, the big country artists would come to town, like Joe Nichols or Jana Kramer or Dirk Bentley. And I started to um, be able to snatch up some of those opening slots for these big artists and really get a taste for performing in front of a big crowd. And for me, it, was, it wasn't it was scary at all. Um, for me, it was scarier going out and doing a little songwriting night by myself, you know, be, because I, I was kind of new at, at creating my own original material. Um, but then once I got a taste of performing with a full band and getting really good feedback, um, it gave me the confidence I needed to really make a career switch a couple years down the road. Um, and I ended up working at Under Armour for over five years, which was really cool. And like I said, there's a lot of lessons that, that I take with me and use today because I'm sort of a, a freelance, uh, you know, marketing <laughs> executive, so to speak, for my own, for my own music. So it was, it was a really great experience. And, um, it was just a long time, a long build of me kind of doing my own thing on the side musically and getting enough traction to be able to make that switch to move to Nashville. For sure. And I think one of the things that's really neat is whenever you do come back to town, it's like a huge homecoming. You never have a hard time filling a venue with, with your Baltimore friends and family. And it's always such a cool thing. And like you mentioned, there's just not that big of a community that here but the community that is yeah. here is very tight knit, which is really, really cool. 
Um, and definitely one yeah. of the things that I think you do better than anybody is own the stage. I mean, when you're on the stage, I mean, there's just a ton of energy and that comes out in, in everything else that you do as well. Uh, and I probably, well, thank you. that was one of those things that, you know, when you were doing the singing competition, probably one of those things that, that really helped carry you through was, as you well know, it's more than just about the voice, but as much as it is about the stage presence and having that energy and being able to get a crowd fired up. So talk us through kind of how that energy helped you and what really gave you the nerve to go out there and try out for that TV show and, and what that experience was like and what it did for your career. Um, yeah, a couple years back, um, I was I had auditioned for a TV show and it was on CW and it was called The Next. And I didn't really know much about it when I auditioned except for um, – I got a phone call and they were looking for local artists in the Baltimore area. And the show had John Rich as a mentor, um, Gloria Stefan, Joe Jonas and Nelly. And they were going around to different cities in the country and scooping up some of the local artists and making a competition show out of it. Um, and I ended up being a finalist for the Baltimore episode. And um, it was really cool because John Rich actually, surprised me uh, when I was eating crabs with, with some friends and he stayed with me at my house and kind of trained me and got me prepped for a, a live performance at the Hippodrome and he was with me for three days. So I went from having an everyday, you know, work day to having John Rich at work with me and sweeping me away and, and doing these auditions and rehearsals and stuff. And I got my biggest taste of the industry through that show. Um, I performed at the Hippodrome, and it was wild. It was the rowdiest, fullest crowd I think I'd ever been in front of. And it was, you know, televised in the whole, the whole thing, and they made you feel like a, a rock star. And I didn't end up winning the show, but I feel like the performance experience for me was, was a huge one. And I walk away really proud of that performance. And um, it ha I think it helped me get the confidence I needed to move to Nashville because not only did I feel like I could handle that type of environment and that type of stage um, and, and the pressures and all that really didn't bother me. I actually really enjoyed having a bigger platform to perform on. And that was a good sign for me for future shows. And also getting the one-on-one -on -one time with John Rich, who not only has been a successful band leader in Big and Rich and also a Lone Star in his early years, but he's written countless hits and the songwriting side is there. So I was really able to pick his brain about Nashville and the songwriting circle and what that means and um, what I really needed to do and if I had what it took to go to Nashville and be successful. And he was one of my biggest cheerleaders when it came to that. And he urged me to move to Nashville as soon as possible and, and made it seem like, you know, you're already, every minute that you're here, you're wasting. This week's episode of The Everyday Executive is brought to you by Madison Company. For those of us that have worked in a corporate environment, I'm sure we've all had interactions with consulting firms. The big firms out there, you know who I'm talking about and you know how they work. They come into your culture, they create an environment that is dependent upon them, so you can't get rid of them. They create a dependency that requires us to make sure that we have them funded year after year after year, and we're even forced to make staffing decisions and cuts 
based on our need to keep that firm around. It's time to take a different look at consulting, and it comes from the Anti-Consultancy Consultancy at Madison Company. If your culture needs a refresh, if you want to improve those employee engagement scores, if you want to figure out ways to make your team work better together, Madison Company has the skills, the experience, and the team you need to achieve the operational outcomes that you're after. Specializing in scaled agile transformations, lean enterprise, and cultural transformation, Madison Company has the years of knowledge and the breadth of expertise to help make your goals a reality. Learn more at mattislc.com. That's M-A-T-T-I-S-L-C.com. Now back to the show. Your move to Nashville was such a cool thing and something that I've always looked at you and thought that is just phenomenal that you can just, you know, throw caution to the wind in a responsible way and chase your dreams. Because a lot of people, when they do that, they kind of graduate college and say, well, I guess I'll try this Nashville thing because I really have no expenses and no responsibilities. Why not? But it wasn't that way for you because you had such a good thing going and you had a life and you had responsibilities, but you recognized Mm -hmm. that this was something you needed to do. And let's, can you just tell us what what kind of courage that it took to do that? Because I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, they're stuck in that space where they have an idea, they have something they want to do, but there's always that, but yeah, I want to do this, but yeah, blah. Absolutely. And for me, I knew it was time when I was at Under Armour. And like I mentioned, I was burning the candle at both ends, trying to make everything work. And it and it wasn't. And I knew that that was the time when I needed to actually take the plunge um, because I was I was exhausted. I was exhausted emotionally and trying to trying to do do two things that were fairly different. And for me, I knew I needed to really pursue what I felt in my heart was what I needed to do. And um, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs have that passion for something, whether, you know, it's their idea or, or their dream of, of their business idea or whatever it is, you, that part is what gets you through the tough parts. Um, it wasn't easy. All of my family is in Maryland. My sister has two baby girls that I don't get to see as much as I want. And, you know, I'm an aunt and I feel like they're different people whenever I see them. And, um, it, it was, all those things are, are hard, but, it didn't really matter. I don't, it didn't seem to me that I had bravery to do it. It seemed like I had to do it. And I think that if you want something bad enough, you get to that point where you'll do whatever it takes to get there. And you know that it's not going to be easy or a safe move. I mean, I have never been as broke as I have been in the last three years, but I'm still here. I'm still surviving. I, you know, and there, there have been a lot of tough times and in an industry that's, that's difficult where you get a lot of no's, you really just have to lean on that passion and that love for what you're doing, because no matter what happens, if you have that in your heart, you're going to be happy. And, um, my advice to anybody, and, and I'm reckless, so I don't know, I'm impulsive and I can be reckless. So maybe this wasn't a brave thing. Maybe I'm a crazy person, but, um, I just, I think that if you really look within and um, want something, then you'll do the necessary things to make it happen. Absolutely. And that's where I challenge that you're probably not reckless because you didn't just go into this and throw caution to the wind. I mean, you approached it with a very business-minded you know, drive. You didn't just come to Nashville and say, well, let's see what happens. 
I mean, if I remember right, I think right. your first month or two in town, you were starting off brand new singer-songwriter circles and, and getting people together and starting yep. to make connections. And it wasn't just about coming and singing. It was about embracing the industry and creating yeah. a name for yourself that wasn't just another girl in Nashville that sings. Yes. And that's, and it was important to me to come into to Nashville with a couple of connections, you know, having John Rich on my side, being able to bounce ideas off of him has been great. There's been a couple of connections, even through Under Armour in the music side of things, um, where I've met people in New York and they have people in Nashville that they are colleagues with that have met with me and given me sort of, you know, some direction. There's been a lot of people in town that have helped me um, and very selflessly. Um, and that's how Nashville is. And that's a really great thing about this town. And I don't know that this applies to a lot of places or industries. But what I've found is that even though it's competitive here, everybody here who is successful pays it forward. And that's something that I've learned to do when I'm here. It's part of the culture. And the networking piece is so imperative to that. Because if you're not out there meeting people, you're not going to succeed and you're not going to be happy because you're, you're approaching it uh, with tunnel vision. And it's a very inclusive town. And I love that about Nashville. Um, but when I got here, I treated it like a job and I spent just as much time on my computer researching all the venues, all the songwriter rounds, getting in touch with these people that I needed to, to get booked, get, you know, my name out there along with Adam and Ryan's. And, you know, we were writing all the time, coming up with material, making sure that our music was, was bulletproof so that when we got to the shows, not only were we performing and making fans, but we were also getting invited back wherever we would play. Um, you said two things me, there, Jenny, that I think are so important that yeah. really apply to, to anything. And one thing that's pretty unique about Nashville in itself, and I think part of the reason why the town is growing the way that it is, right? Because it's not just going out and networking. Because when you think of networking, you think of those crummy events where you go and you get a name tag and you say, oh, hey, I'm in mortgages or whatever it is. But in Nashville, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so much more than that because it's about building those authentic relationships with everybody. And I don't know if it's a Southern thing and if it's just yeah. part of that culture or what. But it is something... I think it's probably a combination. Sure. It's, it's all about the authenticity. I mean, people, from my experience in Nashville, they can smell you out in two seconds. If you're not what yes. you present, they'll call you on it. And the other thing that you called out that I think is, is pretty important is that it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you're an entrepreneur just like somebody else starting an app company or whatever else. And that's if you want to mm -hmm. be successful, you've got to do the legwork and you've got to hustle. And that's something I'm not afraid of. And... Honestly, I am thankful for my days at Under Armour because everybody that I met there was a hustler and we got stuff done at that company. I mean, it was a growing company. It was, it was smaller than people thought and we all wore a lot of hats in our jobs. And, um, it's just one of those things where if you, if you want to be in a, in a really great competitive brand environment, you have to hustle. And it's the same with, it's the same with music. And, even more so when the industry is so saturated. There are so many people here doing the same thing, and, and it's, it, you have to have talent. That is not a question. I mean, there's a lot of people here that don't, that will just spin their wheels. 
you have to have talent to make it, but you also have to have the drive to get yourself out there because people will play for free. People will pay money to, to play on a stage, you know? So there's, if you're not willing to do it, there's somebody else who is, and you have to figure out how you stand out and how you're um, authentic and, and that you really have something to offer with, with not only your music, but also your personality and the ability to, we call it the hang when it, when it comes to touring, um, especially for these hired guns who, you know, there's 20,000 guitar players that you could just as good as, as each other, but you pick the ones that are smart, who are responsible, who network, who understand how to behave on the road, who are fun. You know, there's, there's a lot more to it than, than just being talented. Sure. There's a, an author out there. His name's Cal Newport. And he talks a lot about how in the information age, a lot of skills have really been commoditized. And there's really not a lot of things that people can do that there's aren't, there aren't a thousand other people that can also do it. And he talks about the keys to being successful yeah. is that ability to communicate and that ability to reinvent yourself. Right. Yeah. If you go out there today Absolutely. and it doesn't work, you can't let that keep you down or you can't have that mindset that says, well, I'm me. So you've got to take it as it is. But you've got to understand yeah. the ability to reinvent. And I think that's something that, you know, yeah. if, you, if you look at your music over the years, you've always been Jenny Lee, yeah. but you've had different looks and different different sounds and you've tried different things. And, and I think that's probably one yeah. of the things that's helped you grow. Absolutely. And that, that, especially with something like music, and you can apply this to anything, but just bettering yourself all the time. For me, it's being a better writer and being a, a more, a, a brave performer, you know, not, not being self-conscious and just letting it all out on stage and being compelling. Um, because it, it can be scary, especially in Nashville when your audiences are, are your peers, which can be scary because they want your spot on that stage. And there's industry people who will come to a show and they will kind of do the, the furrowed brow and they won't clap or get excited because they don't want to be seen getting excited unless their competitor is getting excited and everybody's trying to pretend like they're not pouncing on you or that, you know, it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of game face that happens, um, especially when you're doing like a showcase or something like that. And so these situations can be high pressure when performing is supposed to be fun. So you always have to remember that and really try to enjoy when you're on stage and when all the business stuff is aside and you get to really just do what you did all that business stuff for, which is play your music and really try to connect with an audience and, and give them something that, that they take home and, and really were moved by. And that to me is, is my goal is to always improve um, in that way. Uh, advertising, I know. Two minutes, guys. I promise it's worth your time. We can all recognize that at one point or another, we had that coach or that teacher in our lives that helped us to reach the next level, who helped push us through the barriers to take us to new levels of success. Well, just because we've reached adulthood doesn't mean the need for coaching has subsided. In fact, many would argue that you have more of a need for a coach now than ever. Check out everydayexecutive.co to learn about the coaching services that we provide. We'll help you set goals, overcome boundaries, and become your best self. All the tools you need to reach that next level of career success that we're all so desperately chasing. Now back to the show.
Let's touch on your brand real quick, Jenny. So, you know, you're in Nashville, you're, you're doing your thing. Um, just talk us through kind of what you have going on right now and what the last year has held and what the, the next year has in store. I know that um, for, for your bandmate and boyfriend there, Adam, the last year has just been a rocket ship. Yeah. Let's talk about where you it's, guys are at and kind of what's next. The last year has been a crazy whirlwind. Um, Adam auditioned for The Voice, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are probably familiar with him. Um, he ended up being runner-up on the show, and what people don't realize is that the filming started last October. So I have been in L.A. every couple of days for, the, for about the last year, um, supporting him and being a part of the show, which has been awesome. But it has been difficult to keep things going in Nashville. He was in L.A. full-time, and I was back and forth all the time. Um, but he's a fantastic musician, singer-songwriter as well, and uh, got this great opportunity. And things have, have really, really lifted for his career. And I'm lucky enough to, you know, be alongside him writing and performing. And um, he's been touring pretty heavily, and I'm one of the members in his band. And um, so now that he's back, um, we've been on the road quite a bit. And you can probably tell by my, by my scratchy voice that it's been a lot of, a lot of travel, a lot of singing, and not a lot of sleep. Um, but it's been really fun, and, and some of the crowds we've gotten to sing in front of have been massive. And um, we just recently did a couple runs with Jamie Johnson, um, who's an incredible inspiration. And um, we performed with Billy Currington, um, and he's expressed interest in taking us on the road in the spring, which would be really exciting. Um, and then as far as content um there will be some some cool stuff coming out um adam and i sang a song called when you're sober and it's premiering tomorrow i believe as a uh, vivo video and uh we filmed it in printer's alley which um for those of you who are familiar with nashville it's a historic uh part of the city downtown and um both of us will be releasing some new music on Spotify shortly as well. So I'll be sure to, to connect you guys with all the right links for, for that stuff. We'll definitely yeah. get that video and any of those links in the show notes. So if anybody's interested, they can check it out. And we'll put all kinds of other cool yeah. Jenny Lee virtual swag in there as well. So people can, mm-hmm. can hear your sound and see what you're all about. And that's crazy exciting. And congratulations to you both Absolutely. on you know the, the awesome year. And Thank I think you. it's a good lesson for any entrepreneur is that you know, you're going to fail and you're going to fall hard and that's fine. But if you stay with it and you're persistent oh, and yeah. you believe in who you are and what you do, you know, the right people will find yeah. you, right? And, and don't be afraid to reinvent and don't yeah. be afraid to, to alter your direction. And if, if you do those things and you have the drive, you'll find your success. And I think that you and Adam are definitely um, a perfect example of what can happen if you do that. And, and people, a lot of the times look at the arts, whether it's music or painting or whatever, and think that they're so different than business. But I think what people have found through the startup and entrepreneur culture that's really started to take hold again is that those things aren't so different. The same skills that require success in in one is is the same for the other. And I I think it's really cool that we have the opportunity here to kind of marry up what you're doing with some of the things that so many other listeners are doing in their own ventures. And while they might be different in some degree, they're very similar in many others. And I think that's a really cool thing for, for people to hear and see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I could have 
if I have any advice that I would say, it would be to go for it because I, you know, as hard as it can be and it will be, and that's just going to test you. And there will be times when you are going to want to give up, but you, your heart won't let you. And then that's how you know that you're on the right track and that something good is probably just around the corner. Outstanding. Jenny Lee, is there anything else you would like to kind of to plug any other um, either albums or, or YouTube channels or anything else that people could find out more about you on? Yeah, I mean, if you um, if you go to Spotify and you look up Jenny Lee, it's uh, Jenny with a Y, L-E-I-G-H. You'll see I have an EP out called Tipping Point, um, which I recorded in Nashville um, while I was, you know, sort of uh, moving. And that's why I called it Tipping Point. Um, and then I have a single out called Boots Off, which I premiered. Um, I actually got a chance to perform at the CMA Festival as one of the featured artists that was unsigned. I think that's probably my favorite um, song off the album. If I remember right, the last time I saw it? you in Nashville, I think I bombarded you with yeah. that the day that your album launched. And you're like, oh, I can't <laughs> I do that right now. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> um and then, like I said, um, I'm actually preparing right now just to put a couple uh, new tracks out there on Spotify. So if you look up Jenny Lee, um, be sure to follow me on that. And, um, and then I'm also available on iTunes. And my website is JennyLeeMusic.com. And it will give you all the links to social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Awesome. We'll link all that stuff up in the show notes. Uh, Jenny Lee, is there anything you want to leave people with as we uh, part here? Any final pieces of advice? uh, My advice is just for people to go for it and uh, follow your heart because if you do, you're not going to regret it. And um, also, I think one thing that's important I didn't mention before is be sure to lift up your peers because um, a lot of people see... Uh, business or any industry as a competition. And while that's the case, I think if you open your mind up to think that there's room for everybody and you lift up the people around you, that you'll be lifted in turn. That's such solid advice. Lift those up around you and you'll rise yourself. Killer. Jenny Lee, thank you so much. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Such a cool story of how Jenny Lee has taken a lot of the same things and tools that entrepreneurs use to find success in a highly competitive music industry. We really hope you enjoyed this one with Jenny Lee. She's such a cool person. Reach out to her on social media. Let her know what you think. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you could go into iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however you happen to have found us and leave a review. Those reviews are what allow us to continue to grow and bring you great content and evolve as a program. We really hope you enjoyed this one. And remember, new content launches every Monday with tactical tips coming at you every Tuesday. Take care and be better every day.